Welcome to our podcast series, Emerge Stronger Through Disruption. I'm Kristen Rivera, leader of PwC's forensics practice, as well as our Global Crisis Center. And I'm coming to you today from my home office just outside San Francisco, California. In each episode of this series, we'll be talking to global colleagues about the challenges and opportunities facing business leaders during disruption. Today, we're talking again to Richard Oldfield about the attributes of a strong leader in crisis. Richard, can we start by just a quick reminder of your role at PwC and how you've helped respond to COVID-19? Thank you, Crystal. Look, it's been great being with you and sharing my reflections. I'm the Global Markets Leader for the PwC Network, and I'm based in London. I'm responsible for leading the market-facing activities across our network. So think about that as everything that touches our clients. Over the last few months, I've been working with a small group of our global colleagues and the leadership teams in the countries uh, we operate in to manage our response to the pandemic. Thanks for joining us again, Richard. There is perhaps nothing more essential to surviving crisis than strong leadership. And while we all hope that we never have to navigate a crisis like the COVID-19 pandemic again, we do know from our global crisis survey that crisis is a matter of when, not if. Everyone is going to face a crisis to some degree at some point in time. And so it's important that we take those lessons learned from this pandemic and build them back into our business in order to be more resilient for the long term. And doing this starts and ends with good leadership. So on that point, I'm curious some of the attributes of good leadership that you've observed during the COVID-19 pandemic. I recently, uh, Kristen, said to my children that um, uh, my grandchildren will read about this pandemic and there will be some names carved in history books uh, that demonstrate people that leadership on multiple levels. So as I've talked to leaders inside PVC, I have used that theme to continue to remind them that maybe over a shorter time horizon, people will look back and reflect on, as leaders, how they did and what were their actions in these first several months. Look, leadership comes at all levels, so maybe I'd split this into into two things. I think there's actually how you manage people and then maybe thinking about the business more broadly. From a people perspective, you can see some great organizations who've empowered individuals to lead in new ways. And those individuals have shown tremendous clarity of communication and purpose. They've really shown empathy for what their people are going through, what their customers and clients are going through. And they have inspired individuals to manage their way through this pandemic, but not just manage, but in many cases, thrive in a really, really difficult environment. So like PUC, many organizations, I believe, will have come out of this pandemic eventually with better employee satisfaction than we've seen before because of that strong leadership. I I was talking recently to a client that runs um, call centers and they have a fabulous uh, CEO. And he was reflecting that here we are several months into this pandemic. Not only is his employee satisfaction higher, his productivity is higher and his customer satisfaction uh, is higher with complaints at a record low. That, in my mind, is an outcome of great people leadership. 
And of course, great leaders are relentless and they're obsessive about how they drive their organization through their people. I think it's really interesting your reflection on, you know, those leaders that will be remembered for their great leadership, you know, in the future. And what's particularly interesting about that is it's not always immediately obvious when you're in the thick of it. Um, you know, sometimes you have to make unpopular decisions and it isn't always clear, you know, what will work in the future um, when you're making those decisions. On that point of being obsessive, Richard, one thing we see is that in order to be effective in managing crisis, good leaders need to be preoccupied with failure. And this is um, a concept that many leaders haven't really had to focus on for the last decade because we've had a growing economy and most businesses have had the wind at their backs. But we know from our experience with crisis that even one small failure can play out in the public domain or on social media and have devastating impacts. So in crisis, looking at what's working as well as what's not so that you can make shifts is really important. It was really interesting, Kristen. This is this was came home to me very recently. Uh, I was making a proposal to our global leadership team um, and uh, our US senior partner uh, said to me, that's great, Richard, but what could go wrong? Um, and of course, I'd expect him to ask me, you know, all the things about what could go right and what was the payoff and what was the investment. Uh, and no, he went straight to the point of what could what could go wrong. And it stopped me in my tracks. And actually, it was a right question, because only by focusing on the details of what could go wrong, could you actually frame the proposal that you were making, not just for the positive, but to mitigate the negatives that, uh, of which, as we thought about it, there were many. So it was a, it's a really good learning point that I personally took away. And these times definitely reinforce the importance of considering what could knock you off your strategy. And particularly given that we've had, you know, a, basically a decade of a growing economy where for many businesses, the wind was at our back. Um, and so really focusing on what could go wrong is a bit of a shift, but is is critically important. And that's actually a nice segue into this topic of resilience. We, we think of resilience as an attribute, a skill that you can build, but it's also a prerequisite for emerging stronger. Um, and that's sort of an end state. It's the goal that we all strive for. Um, resilience is definitely something that you can build and cultivate in leaders. Um, and I'm curious how PwC has gone about that process of cultivating resilience. Resilience is interesting, isn't it? Because I think if we'd gone back a few years, it wouldn't have been an attribute that we uh, would have said was really critical to, to some of our, our leaders. But we've really focused on that in the last few years. And uh, my reflection is, as leaders, we have just been through the best learning exercise uh, of our careers. And the important thing uh, that we have done is we suspended our leadership development programs, not actually because we were trying to save money or, or, or not focus on development, but because of that point that we've just been through this phenomenal period of time and we have built time for our leaders to stop and reflect, not as we talked about before on what the organization did right or wrong, but actually as individuals, how we have responded and actually how we could do that differently to make ourselves more resilient. Because I think only by 
every leader taking time to understand themselves and what they do under pressure and how they respond. Do you build that both mental and physical resilience that we know is so important to driving organizations forward? I love that approach and and I hope other companies will emulate that. It's almost like thinking of the pandemic as a master's class in strategy. So many real world life lessons in such a short time frame. It's inspiring to hear that we're taking the time to capture those lessons learned and uh, and use them to help our leaders to become more resilient. In fact, that makes me think, you know, that this is a trend that we've seen in previous pandemics, you know, with Ebola and SARS and MERS, uh, there were absolutely lessons learned that I think in hindsight, we all wish we had taken more seriously. You know, it might be as simple as, you know, the number of isolation beds that hospitals might need in order to treat, you know, their patients if there were a pandemic. Um, There's an impulse, particularly, again, when, you know, you've got a growing economy to just move forward and not rehash the negatives of the past. But when it comes to emerging stronger from crisis, taking stock of those lessons learned, baking them into your procedures and processes and your corporate DNA going forward is a big part of being resilient. So Kristen, I was just chuckling to myself then as you were speaking, because they're great examples. And I immediately thought of that definition of insanity, you know, keep doing the same thing and expect a different response. So actually, if we don't stop um, and we don't really think about what we want to change, the next time a pandemic or a crisis hits, we are going to have the same outcome as, as the one we've just experienced in the in the last few months. And we, we just talked about resilience of leaders, but I think actually resilience is a word that we need to think about for organizations more broadly as we go into the new normal. So I'm hoping in boardrooms, there's going to be a lot more discussion about the resilience of supply chains, broader operational resilience, financial resilience. And that is is going to be critical that we've all stopped and we've taken the lessons of what we have learned in the last few months and really put them into, into practice. I think the um, other thing that's really important from my perspective is I love the phrase that companies with purpose last and people with purpose thrive. And so uh, now is a turning point leaders when we think about resilience to really reassess not only how they drive um, success for their shareholders but how they co-create that success with society more broadly to really build resilience and long-term thinking for their organization companies with purpose last and people with purpose thrive richard i can't think of any better way to end this episode than on that note Thanks again for joining us. It has been wonderful to have you a part of this series. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. If you have any questions about PwC's Global Crisis Center, visit pwc.com. Copyright 2020 PwC. All rights reserved. PwC refers to the PwC network and or one or more of its member firms, each of which is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com forward slash structure for further details. This content is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.